The World Show with Nikki B. And if you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za. The best in African music, African music on The World Show with Nikki B. And yes, talk about the best in African music. Jonina, <laughs> welcome as always to The World thank Show. You, thank jo- you so much for having me, Nick. I'm in a big panic, I'm telling you. Yes. <laughs> I even told you to come earlier than I normally start my features. Yes. And I narrowed down my journey in a playlist to 58 songs <laughs> what are we going to do <laughs> and i could have put 180 i promise you <laughs> put them all wow joe people <laughs> don't you. even know yeah, yeah the body yeah. of work you Thank know you. people know your hits mostly yes yes, yes, yes but the body of work you've done not only with you know a, a, as joe nina the voice yes, yes, yes. but also joe nina the instrumentalist can i put you know what i called your marabi lounge star <laughs> yes, yes and the producer <laughs> and the producing and the songwriting for others engineering as well joe you are truly thank you so much a legend thank you, you so are much. truly the best of the best and thank you so much nikki i'm very humbled it's beautiful i'm I mean, when you called me and you told me about this, I was overwhelmed, you know. It put a smile on my face, especially under the circumstances. Yes. You know, we're going through the tough times in this country as we speak now, you know. Okay. We've got songs in the mind that we want to do, but then you wake up, there's no electricity. Yes, or even the other day when I, when we spoke, <laughs> yeah. you were in the middle of finishing something. I was so miserable. You that were that day. close to finishing. That's and then why my voice was so grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I was in pain. I wanted to get out, but I couldn't. Because even if I get out of bed, there's nothing I could do. Yes. But under the circumstances, when you called me, it, it actually revived my spirit, you know, and brought back the, the, the inspiration that I can continue. Like I said to you, that beautiful surprise song, I finished it yesterday. Yes. And all I was waiting for was the trumpet, you know, because I was just, <laughs> I was thinking Myers Davis and Chris Potty, and I wanted yes. something sweet and very easy and simple. And finally, I got it from Moti, yes, I mean, two, three days ago. Well, we're going to play it later on. I would be so happy. We have to. I mean, the first I, I mean, I don't even have it. Literally, Joe's brought it on a stick for us. For real? <laughs> but I have had a sneak taste of it. <laughs> and it's absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. But let's go back. You know, I don't want to spend too long on the early days, but I feel like we need to go there because Absolutely. of the context. True. And, you know, you are someone that I always say is was born into music. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You were literally a baby. Tell us a little bit about your parents. Um, when I was born, uh, I was born into a family of musicians. My father had a band called The Shamings. Uh, my mother was a backing vocalist. And... Um, according to, to what they tell me because I don't really remember the times when I was young really so they told me that they started traveling with me at the age of four and 90% of the time I slept inside the bass drum <laughs> <laughs> well, the show goes on you know they put yes. the pillow in the bass drum so they can put the microphone so it's nice and, and tight yes so under the, the under the microphone they put a, bar, a blanket and they hold me that it you was sleep. your cradle so and I'm sleeping until <laughs> <laughs> the end of the gig <laughs> and uh I think that grew the rhythm in me. Because yes. my first instrument I was growing up, I think, started from the age of 10. I started playing drums. Um, at the age of 11, 12, one of the band members, the drummer, left the band. So my father said, you said you can play drums. Come join the band. Yes. So at the age of 10, 12, 11, I was already playing drums in my father's band. Amazing. Um, 
and and obviously my mother would sneak in once in a while and and because she was now more of a mother in the house she yes. was no more in the in the performing uh, performing yes so yes. once in a while she would sing for me and they play me records of beautiful music you know that's when i got it, i fell in love with nina simone yes um I fell in love sure, with a lot of music, Mpaklanga itself, yes. which I'll tell you the story what later. What you're still Mpaklanga. in love with. Mpaklanga, is, it's, for me, it's the best thing that ever <laughs> happened musically, you know. It's just that people forget that that word for me, like I, the album is called My Own Interpretation, because when I interpret the word Mpaklanga, it's like um, fusion. Yes. You put these different elements together, so whether it's a slow song or it's a fast song, but there's just one element that will just, this is Africa. Yes. So that for me, it's very crucial and important. And yes. I grew up with that. And I think that's also what has led me to understand music vastly, you know, like to get me to be versatile because then I listened to jazz. I listened to reggae. Bob Marley was my favorite and Peter yes. Tosh. Um, I got to listen to R&B. Yes. Uh, so all of that became something in my mind. And thanks God I didn't go to, to study music because then I would be in a box that you cannot do this, you cannot do that. Yes. So now... You I have to be one genre, that's yes, it. Yes. Yeah. So, but now, because I'm self-taught, I had to learn things that are breaking the rules. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, yes. Like you put a note that is not supposed to be there, but it makes a beautiful harmony. Yes. And, and I managed to date and I'm very excited about and it. And you're still doing that. I'm loving it. And yes, it's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Dix. And now, you know, obviously you were involved with a couple, I think, of, of children. Okay. I'm going to say children's bands when you were very, very young. Absolutely. But then there was this point where you made music that became what we know today as Kwaito. Absolutely. Now, those <laughs> days, you didn't have a name for it. No, not at all. Yes. And how old were you? Tell us a little bit about that, that era. Um, okay, first, my, 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 my first release was that kind of genre of music that was called uh, 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 bubblegum music at the That's time. That's right. Passes, Chico's and them. And you were about 17 or? I was 14. 14. That was my first LP. I, I had a vinyl at the age of 14. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> I, remember, wow. I remember rushing to, to, to Task Music to get my first check and it was only 52 rands. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a check. But in those days it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. You know, I could pay back my parents were giving the money for the train yes. to get my check in Jersey. <laughs> and uh, that was my first LP. But and I mean, before we go into that LP, yeah. how did you come to Gallo at 14? Uh, Task Music. So I mean, Task Music. Which so, later so my father knew Gala. a lot of people in the industry because mm. they had released as the Shamings the Mpaklang album. So she called out a few favors from the few people. And then a guy by the name of Cheeseman Kedez was based in, in Devon. May Soul rest in peace. He was a producer for uh, a group called Sensation and Socks Lijapere. You know, there was a song that says, He passed on. May Soul rest in peace as well. And they then took me in. They had a problem with the session. I think this happened twice to me. So when I came there, the guys there in the studio, they were looking at me, this tiny little boy. What's wrong with you, Cheeseman? Can this boy play? Yes. <laughs> so they gave me the keys, you know. And so I played the song for them and, and I, I showed them where I think it was also wrong. And before an hour was done, I was complete with my session. Wow. And they were excited. So they gave me wow. an opportunity to record my first project. And Cheeseman offered to be my producer. But the funny thing is he didn't really know music as well. He was more of a marketing person. Yes. That's when I got my first break then. Amazing. At the age of 14. At the age of 14. Yeah. And then 
when I was in Tembis, I met Soli Mulepo, who then introduced me to Peter Sneeman, who was a manager of, of Brenda Fassi at the time. They were doing a groove called LA Beat. It was the times when uh, mid-tempo was coming in heavy. So the first one I did, I think it was called something, I forgot. It's been plenty. But whatever that I did, I had to just do the cover versions of all those songs and put them in the compilation and they put it in a cassette. Now yes. it was a cassette. Yes, it that evolved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one I had to do, I said, can I please put an original song of mine on this compilation? They said, no worries. So I did a song called Boss of the Road. Yeah. Uh, yes. With the, with the serious stamping bass. Yes. And it was popular. I think it was the one that also motivated uh, taxi drivers to put subwoofers in their buses, <laughs> especially in Devon. <laughs> so it became a big hit. It became yes. a smash. So slowly but surely, I put another second song on that, and it became a style of music, you know. And then they gave me an opportunity to do an album as Joni in my first. Yes. So I did a, a song called Gunamava Vala, Gunamate Vilaya, you know? And then that's when they started not knowing what to call that music. And I did another one, which I think I've got as well on, 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 on the 2020 album. It's called I Wait Joe Pi. And then it was chopped and it became somebody else's songs. So I don't want to mention <laughs> names. Um, and then after that, everyone started going into the direction of music. But it, before, was, it was almost like an evolution of, as you say, bubblegum. Yes, it was the next stage. Exactly. Yeah. But then while I could see that they are slowly coming in, but we're not getting it right, then I did Ding Dong. Yes. Maria Podesta. Oh my gosh. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's a big song. I love it. I'm grateful, but it can be a nightmare as well because <laughs> all the time I go on stage, I've got this beautiful set prepared. Yes. But you'd hear someone just sneaking up. Ding dong! Ding dong! And then we are forced to play it, you know, yes. and people still love it. And what amazes me the most is that, I mean, this is like 30 years later, Yeah. and they still love I'm it. I'm telling you, Joe, if I put that song on at a gig, that is it. And it doesn't matter which version I put on. Absolutely. Because it's one of your signature songs. So that was my first, that was my first big, bang you know and i was like wow so when brenda Fassi heard that song she said to peter peter i want that young boy you know so she just name and called me and says i want you to produce brenda Fassi. i was like you can't be serious she, he says yes now now you were hardly 20. i mean i was i was i was 18. I'm, you're joking. I was 18, yes, because I produced ben, Brenda when I was 19 to us. Oh, my goodness, Joe. Uh, but now when, when Brenda was asking me to produce her while they were busy negotiating the deal, Patricia Majalisa forced me to go into the studio with her, so we released her first, and she was jealous, and she said, we are going to the studio, and guess what? We're taking you to, to London with us. She, that's where we're going to mix the whole album so that no one else asks you to do anything <laughs> while I finish my album. So there's a song called Aksa Semnandi Yo, Gibambe Futi Yo, Pagati. I wrote that for her. And it became a big bang as well. Yes. And, and, and they used it for the advert of Ku for years and years and years. Um, all those kind of Sambango Seven. That was a big hit. And that also made me as a producer now. Yes. And, um, yeah. and you know, very few people know the extent of which you've done production work. Yes, yes. I, I mean, you've not. produced albums for... Uh, do, you, do you even know the number? Not really, but I remember on top of my head, I remember Ringo. I remember Mams Bongi Kumalo. 
I remember featuring Prahuma Sikela and Pratsepo Tsula. I remember uh, Rachi Kapapiri. Um, the African Jazz the Pioneers. The African Jazz Pioneers was the biggest and the first. Yes. I remember Prastompi Mave. Unom Ganga. And I was so close to going to do uh, Pra Winston Mankunku. But the very same year we were going to get together, he was going to come down from Cape, uh, Cape Town to here. He passed on, which broke my heart. Yes. But that's why some of the songs on the new project I'm working on, I'm doing it once again. That's why I'm calling it my interpretation. I'm taking their songs and I'm getting the right, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting them the way that I'm hearing them today with my own interpretation. Yes. That's what it is. And that's the other thing about you. And in fact, uh, you released this album called 2020. Yes. And I found, I do have the track that we are going to play. Mor Maria Podesta. Yes. Yes. But but now with this album, which I think you released in 21, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Yes, It was released in 2021. Yes. Yes. The album was supposed to be released in 2020, but the whole thing was starting to happen with COVID and all of that. And... We had, I remember that we had to do the production in-house because we would, remember we were locked down and all of that. Professor had to record the songs from uh, Deben and send me the files. Zaku had to record from Pochipstein and send me the files. Moti had to record from where, from his place in Jovic and send me the files. Then I go to the studio and I put the files into the song and mix them. Send it back to them. Are you guys happy? Because I'm the happiest and they're happy. Oof, that's how we did it. And while this album is, it's like... I don't know. Mm. All of Jolene's hits. Yes, mostly, yes. yes on yes. steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the most beautiful thing was, was that I, I also got to work with the Soweto String Quartet. That's right. With the strings. And we wrote a song called Bambelela because the times were tough. So we wrote a song that says, hold on and hang in there. It's going to be okay. And we also featured the Soweto Gospel Choir, which was nice. And I also went through to find Duke's Singanga. Yeah. Uh, so it was just the journey which was beautiful and I managed to do it all together and, and it, with God's grace obviously I, I heard it well well you know looking at this album 2020 yeah. I could literally play say bye Joe and just play the whole album for the next hour <laughs> because they are all it's Thank but you for so now let's yes. hear this uh Reloaded, can I say, version? Yes. Um, because you've done it a few on a few different albums. Yes, yes. yes. But this reloaded version of quick, quick story. Yes, I did that mainly because I wanted to say, "Go away, you guys of major record companies," because they didn't tell us that on their contracts after seven years you can re-record your material if you've got the money to do it and own that recording of yourself, so that when people come for an advert or a film. You give them this new version of yours so that they don't have to take anything from it. It comes straight to you. It's called, uh, your, your, what do you call it again? I forgot that word, something property. Um, intellectual. Intellectual property. Yes. That's it. That's it. And that's but, why but this isn't the first time you've done that. kind. Because even with the greatest hits, that, you, you went, that was where it began. Yes, that's where it began. Because, in fact, you were having a challenge getting the rights to your yeah, old music. And it's my songs, my compositions and everything. It's just that they paid for the recording. That's all. And they probably recouped all that money from the royalties. That's why a they thousand put times over. Yes. <laughs> 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 but this guy still didn't want to give me that. And yes. I decided, let me re-record it. And... At times it was a little bit difficult because remember some of the songs I recorded them when I was what 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Now I'm about 50, and the voice is it's not the same as when I was. So I had to, yes. I had to like 
You have to find that inner child yeah, in you. And sing like me, like Ben. <laughs> so that's how it happened with this ding dong. And I hope you would have loved it as I well. I absolutely love it. As well. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And as I say, as you talk about this album, I just want to play at least five songs off this album. <laughs> but let's start with this one. Uh, Maria Podesta. One of the most, one of the tracks that made the world know about Jonina. Yes, otherwise known as Ding Dong. And this version is on the 2020 album of tonight's Best of the Best, Jonina on the World Show. <laughs> <laughs> he got me off guard. <laughs> of course, you can catch a little snippet of this uh, feature on uh, the World Show page on Facebook. We're forcing Joe to sing along, and he, he says, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to mime." I got mime. So I said, "He's got to sing." <laughs> yeah, sing along again. That's because I'm so used to doing it. That, you see, the difference with miming and doing things live. When you do something live, especially with a band, it open up. It opens up the song, you know. Yes. Then there's something new coming to you. And you look at the audience; something fresh comes, yeah. and then it becomes very spontaneous. Yes. So that's and, what and, I and, ev- and every performance is not the same as the last one. Absolutely, because yes. that's the beauty about it. You don't want the same person that watched you at uh, Patchwood and watched you at Muratilla Park to see the same thing you're doing it at Carnival City. Yes. Because yes. they're gonna be bored with you. So. And also sometimes, uh, you know, the guitarist takes a solo or the drummer takes a solo. And it becomes beautiful yes. and people will scream and be happy. Yes. That's what I call the joy of music and I love that about live performances. Yes. yes. But I mean, you know, listening to you earlier, Joe, and, and just realizing that you were writing original songs as a child. Yes. Um, you started producing as a child, if I, if I can put it that way. Absolutely. You yes. weren't in your 20s yet. Not, not yet, no. I mean, these are incredible skills and you've also, as we discussed, seen the industry change over these years. Um, in fact, you spoke about reworking these songs so that you could own the, the, the version, if you like. Yes, yes, if yes. you like. But you've always been somebody to find angles around such things. Absolutely. And also, also, Nix, you know, when you listen to your own song and you look at the time and you think, you know, uh, there's this generation now, I think if I can add one, two and three, they will actually appreciate it even better. We still keep the element of the old school. Yes. I will do something fresh that will gather the, the, the young ones to come on board. And before you know it, the same song is nice and fresh, but there's just something about it that will catch the youth as well to come on board so that young and old can enjoy it. And, and even, I think, even just uh, just the technical equipment makes things sound different today Absolutely. as they did 30 years Absolutely. ago. I mean, we, yes. used, we used analog, now everything yes. is digital. Yes. <laughs> we used components of compressors, limiters, you know, now yes. everything is party now yes so, and the sound is not the same it's not as warm as it used to be yes. unless you know how to do the the thing that is called the tape saturation because that was that's what warms the sound that's why even if i produce my music i still put it through the tape thing because that so that it's still digital but it's warm because yes. for me music has to be warm when it's too bright and it's cutting the ears it's terrible for the eardrums yes. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes most um but you know i speak about this and, and 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 i often refer to you as saying and i think i've even told you this you have inspired a whole generation 
of vocalists in this country. You are one of, the, you know, so many of these beautiful young vocalists that I listen to on an ongoing basis. I know there's a reference there to, to what Joe Nina did. But I think what people don't also realize is the contribution you made in terms of your production. Like, for instance, from, from Kwaito, when everyone was now doing Kwaito, I got a little bit bored because for me it was starting to be monotonous. Um, I remember going to Galo and saying, I've got this new direction I want to take. And everyone was like, hell no, hell no. Yes. We want something like Ding Dong again. Yes. I'm like, but I've done a million like that already. Yes. You know, I'm do, tired. Spa, do like you did with Spali. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, and Spali's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but... I don't know, I always forget this guy's name, but he was in the international division. And he called me and says, Joe, come this side. What's wrong? I'm saying, I just played this for the NR this side. They say no. And he listened to it. And he says, what do you need? I said, I just need extra more uh, studio time yes. to complete it. And that was Swalau Daily. Yes. And Tom Zotwa. Yes. And guess what? Everyone followed the direction. I didn't know what to call it. Like I said, it was always Mpakanga. But before I know it, it was called Afropop. And then there was my figures. Or there was my Laika. Yes. There was there. So they came, they came, yes. they came. Then it was a big... Uh, a genre of music called Afropop. Yes. And, 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 and then, <laughs> then I also got bored again. Yeah. And I tried something <laughs> Well, you took diversions. But again, what you were doing with songs like Ntomi Zodwa and, and Spali and that, um, now, you've, now you're the crooner. Now it's about... The, 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 the seduction of the voice as well. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, most definitely. And also because my voice has gotten... I used to have a very, very, very tiny, tiny, tiny voice. <laughs> <laughs> People used to laugh at me, you know. Yes. But now, when I told them that my favorite artist at the time when I was growing up was Michael Jackson, that's why they laughed, laughed more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and no wonder. Hi, I'm <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> you almost want me to play one of the original versions of those songs. <laughs> yeah. If you can hear my LP, you will laugh at me, yes. you know. But yes, I, and, and, and the voice is getting stronger. It's getting matured. So I'm enjoying hearing it as well in the studio. That's why I take time when I record. And I, when I write the lyrics, I want to make sure that it sits nice. It sits on the beat. And when there's harmonies, they still touch that soul. Because that's what's crucial about singing for me. It's got to touch the soul. Otherwise, you cannot sing just to make people think you can sing. You know, I yes. want to feel like mommy. It's a feeling I'm here in the mountain. And so I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but they do it a lot and it's a style, you know, but it's okay. For me, it's nice to do it simple as Mpaklanga and yes. it's beautiful. But you touched on that and you said about the vocal arrangements, the harmonies. Yes, and that is something you've always and still are a master of. Thank you. Are Thank the you. vocal arrangements and the vocal harmonies. It's very wow, crucial. Thank the way you you actually you know I'm going to tell you a secret but over the years Joe sends me music as he makes it I've literally like got it and having a time and I'll be listening at two in the morning and I'll be oh my god and I'll have to like send him a message or, I'm sorry I'm waking you up but I just love it so much that is it you touch us it. with that soulfulness thank with you. the love that you spread thank you so much we need a lot songs. of it especially at this time of our lives we need a lot of love. A lot is going on. Uh, people are out there are depressed. People yes. out there are, are, are frustrated. People out there are miserable. A lot is going on, you know. And all we need is love and a lot of strength. And through love, you get the strength. You know, if we love each other uh, as family, if we love each other as colleagues, that way we're going to survive. But and if we uh, keep on keeping on on hatred and greed, yes. 
We got annoyed. Yes, or we anti-hatred. Then we become anti. Yeah, you see that. Now so we, instead, we are close to ends. Yeah, <laughs> just love. And love. Joe Nina does it better than anyone else through music. Thank you. That is for sure. Let's hear another track of uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one... Uh, well, we're in the upbeat mode because we're going to come down a bit now. Absolutely. This one is the one featuring Professor and Zakwe. What do you want to tell me about my love song? My love song was also on an LP. It was actually the it was actually the second LP uh, before I, I released uh, Ding Dong because uh, I did my love song because I was still into singing at that time. Uh, when Ding Dong came, it was inspired by. The groove of hip hop and rap at that time, you yes. know. Yeah. But I wanted to do it the township lingo, you know, and I wanted to to talk about love in a township lingo. Yeah. To say I'm a pansula, not supposed to be talking about parties and hijacking cars and all of that all the time. No, you can talk about love in the pansula way. Hence, I said ongishaya ding dong. <laughs> now, in this one, my love song was so beautiful, and the reason why I wanted Professor Nzakwe was once again to make sure that it appeals to the youth of today. Certainly does. It appeals to the youth in me. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, to the youth of today. Here's my love song of Jonina's 2020. That's the name of the album featuring Professor and Zagwe. Yes, 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 yes. My love song featuring Professor and Zagwe. Spreading love always. Now, Joe, I've got to make reference to the fact that finally you won an award at the Sama, a major, major, major award at the Sama. Tell us about this award and why it was important for you. Um, uh, What's uh, um, Michaela, who does the part of the management and all that, decided that she's going to send my whole information to Risa yes. and say we're going to put in the album uh, 2020 and, and, and also that I qualified because <laughs> it's been 35 years or so now in the industry. Because I think it's got to be 30 years. Yes, 30. 30 yeah. years 30 or more. Yeah. So I'm, I'm already on 35 years in it. And then amazingly enough, firstly the album 2020 was was nominated you know, so even though we didn't get the trophy of the nomination of the album. Yes. But while I was there, they asked me to perform at Sun City. Uh, which I think it was a bomb. They 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 got me to work with their uh, musical director to narrow three songs down to two minutes. And wow. that, that, that was hectic. Talk about a medley. Yeah, an express version of a medley. Two minutes. Yeah, three songs. Uh, so it was Bali, it was Domzoto and Ding Dong, and it was mind blowing. You know, but it was beautiful. It was everyone it went was, crazy. It was a challenge as well. But it's nice. You see, I love challenges because you get to learn things and you get to see yourself that okay, let me pull up my socks. Let's yes. do this. Let's Push do yourself this. a bit further. Absolutely, you must never reach the the ceiling because that's when you feel all like redundant and you yes. know feeling monotonous as well. So we did it, and luckily I, ca- I was called on stage. And and you know you know how my, my I want to be private with my love life me I I always want to keep it yes away your personal life's personal my, yeah yes but for the first time I was inspired by uh, by with Amakoim Rubata because they called him on stage to take his uh, lifetime achievement award and he went there with his wife and his kids and I thought oh, that's really sweet yes you know so fortunately my wife was there and I said I know you shy I know you don't like this 
Oh, you wanna go with me on the stage if should they call my name? And they did immediately after him, and I was so okay. Wow. Yes, okay. Yes. Wow. Thank you. And more than anything, uh, as much as uh, there's no monetary value to it, really. Yes. But the fact that they remembered to honor me while I'm still alive, while Thank I'm still you. here. Thank uh, you. While I can see it myself and still cherish it with my kids and my grandkids, it was beautiful. It was it was the most beautiful they've done for me. And when I went on stage, I remember I said, it's not just for me. It's for all the other musicians that I worked with that they didn't even get this until they died. Some of them were like older than me. Steve Kekana, for instance. Prarechi Kapapiri, for instance. Uh, okay, but you has got a couple already. Yes. You know, but there's a lot of Ratsepo Tsula, for yes. instance, you know. There's but but even yourself, musicians. Joe, I remembered you, and I'm going back years, I'm not going recent years. Yeah. But there were the years where you were top of the charts continually, and yet you never came up at the Sama. Yeah. It, it somehow felt like you were always just somehow not acknowledged for... I remember being there one year where one of your songs was like the biggest hit that year yeah. and yet it didn't get that credit. Mm. So for me, it's mm. beyond the money. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's to give you that while you're alive. Absolutely. That's what I loved the most. You yes. know? And at the time when they were not doing that, I think the reason mainly was also the fact that uh, I left the major rocket companies very young. You know, I decided I'm going to start my label very, very young, before it became a fashion, because now yes. it's a fashion to have a label. Yes. <laughs> everyone now has the a majors label. hardly <laughs> yeah. exist in this and country. And everyone yes. has a label. Everyone yes. who's got yes. a laptop has got One a label. One single has <laughs> got a label. Yeah, but yeah. I have a company. What's wrong? Say what? I've got a studio. What? Bring it here. a laptop. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> and you check the speaker, it's probably using a small parenger with two tracks. You know, it's like, yeah, it's very cool. It's interesting technology. But anyway. It was also because the, the the majors at the time were very upset with me, you know, because yes. I, I was so I, I was so annoyed with them. I didn't appreciate what happened, especially to Bob Maslatini. Yes. He died a pauper, yes. you know. After him, for instance, today I'm he was a about, national treasure. You know, I'm talking Paranyana. Yes, he also died a pauper. His family is struggling. They're trying to do a a, a a a documentary for him and the foundation. They called me fortunately, and I felt so honored. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that I would love to do. As little power as I have, the least that I have, I will utilize it. In your up. way. Yeah, my way. I'll find it one way or the other. Yes. You know, like for instance, today I said to you, do you think it's okay if I just go on air with just this once and say, and I told Tulan in the car, and I said, I want to make a joke about this. In Zulu, they say, akali <laughs> now, I want to translate it in English, but before I get to use these real ways, I want to do a direct translation. A child that doesn't cry dies in the bell coin. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Meaning that child that doesn't cry will die in, 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 in whatever yes. that you carry the child with. And you, you know, yes. Uh, uh, if it doesn't tell you he's hungry or he's sick or he's... Absolutely. Yes. So it's about time I decided I'm going to come out here and say, Nikki, allow me to say there's events that I want to do. You know, as Jamba Entertainment, as Killer Joe Records, I want to bring back live performances. It's yes. okay. There's all these genres that there's DJs. That's okay. I don't have. And, a and in fact, they even part of your plan. Exactly. Yes. Because, because they're not the whole plan, but yeah, they've, they they have. We a, also get a place. one or two DJs to yes. come. But more than anything, I want people to remember and embrace live performances. You see, with a DJ, you're playing it alone, and lately they try and play it with a drummer or a percussion yes. player, yes. which is nice. But with the live performances, with the band, you get to feed 12 families. 
Exactly. You know, the drama, exactly. the trumpet players, the percussionists, the guitar players, the, 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 the whole section, you know. Nothing beats live. I'm a DJ Absolutely. and even I will so say nothing I, I beats. I was going to say, if there's anyone out there, you know, because we tried. We, you, you should know we tried. I went, I went to the Department of Arts and Culture. In fact, you've been trying since last year for something that was supposed to be earlier this year absolutely yes in, in march and then nothing is happening so if there's someone out there or there's a company out there that is willing to partner with us as killer joe records or jambi entertainment yes please come through you know i've been doing this on my own it's enough now i i it's getting a bit heavy you know so if there's someone out there who can help us bring back the live performances go revise all the places that we play live music Please come through, you know. Yes. Please come through. Give me a call. And I'll even give you my number direct, but please, it's for business. In fact, you've got <laughs> existing projects that, that are that ready to be done. There's plans, yes. there's everything, there's costing, there's, there's one venue that I'm looking at. Like the song that is a surprise, Yes. I'm planning to release it in August. Because remember, August is a woman's month. Yes. I'll tell you later about that story yes. before we play that song. Before so we play all that song. will be part of the events that yes. we want to do, you know. So if there's anyone out there who really wants to come and support such initiative come through please and i'm going to add on to that i'm going to extend your appeal companies organizations businesses individuals that come on board and also i'm going to add benefactors i mm. think we need more benefactors who say you know what i made my money i i give thanks for culture music the arts absolutely let me invest and let me tell you you will get your money back if not more absolutely. but uh, please come on board thank you uh, you know reach out connect with joey he's got existing projects and also uh the, 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 there's lots of places like we adopted one uh, one home you know with the, the orphan age homes yes uh if there's a home and in fact let me expand yeah. on that joe has always adopted uh, uh, children's homes. Yes. He's always done that. He has made it part of his mission. In fact, I think almost all your birthday, when it's your birthday, you go and cook for the children. And eat with them. And, and celebrate with them. with them. And if they do some music, I want them to dance for me because it's my birthday and I shoot them <laughs> and it's nice and it's beautiful. <laughs> and also a uh, home of the people that are, with, are living with disabilities. You know, yes. you remember I've been with Prastompi Mavi when he was on a wheelchair. I've fell in love with them since that time. Yes. I've been with Prasteve and Propopsy and, and hence I say, they, they probably say they're disabled, but for me, I'm saying it again today, they are differently abled. They yes. can do so much, I amazingly so much. They are differently that. abled and we just need to give them love. We just need to accept them. And with these events, we take a portion of whatever that we make and go give it to them and make it visible. Yes. Because people always say they're going to give to the homes. He makes 200,000 and he goes give the homes 200 rands. Yes. That's like giving them nothing. But I mean, Joe, this has always been part of your mission. You have been one artist who's always reached out, and I'm going to say this in inverted commas, the forgotten artists, the ones who, you know, you talk about Stephen Bubsy, we talk about bubblegum. Yes. We talk yes. about pre-bubblegum, actually. Mm -hmm. Would bubblegum have been without the likes of Steve and Bubsy and so Nana Coyote. Nana Coyote, Ray, uh, Ray Piri. Yes. yes. And, and I know with Ray, you and him had been talking a few weeks before he passed. Yes, because to we were going to revive the... Because Ray is the one who actually gave me the name Killer Joe. Okay. Because he was in the States when he was buying equipment for us. So apparently he told some people that said that hey, there's this young man in my country, drives me mad. So I'm buying this equipment because we're going to open a studio with him. 
And someone said to them, so it's like your killer Joe from Queens of Jones. Yes. <laughs> and then when he came back, yeah, that's all. Killer Joe. And we even yeah. called the company Killer Joe Records. Yes, yeah, it absolutely. Was beautiful. When they all left, I, I, I felt a lot of pain, Nikki, I must say. And Tepo. Tepo was worse because we buried uh, Steve on Thursday uh, in Zebediela. And uh, Pratsepo phoned me, uh, I think, on the same day while we were at the... Tola. Yes, yeah. he, said, he said to me, hey, Joe, I'm in the street. I could have come and be with you. I know how close you were with Prasteve. Yeah. But my whole family is, is, is has COVID, and we are, ah. what do you call it? They keep them away yes, from yes. us, whatever. Yes. <laughs> and Lockdown. I said, Lockdown. <laughs> go, go be by yourself. Yeah, yeah. That was so not loving. <laughs> but then I phoned him. I said, hey, hey Prasepo, don't worry. I'm waiting for, for 10 days. Once the 10 days is done, they said, I'm driving to Lisuti to be with you on Monday. I get the sad news. Yeah. to lies late as well. And yeah. It, it was just over. And you know, again, when I spoke to Tsepo, he was like, Nikki, I'm not just alive. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. Yeah. I'm well. I'm healthy. And just like that. Just like that, he was gone. Just like that. Yeah. And, and but on that note, you just did a song to celebrate Bubsy. Yes. Tell us about the song and what you were celebrating. Prabhup Simlangeni was turning eight years in February this year on the 28th. Eight zero. I was blown away. Eh? So the first thing he did to, before they told me about he wanted me to come to his birthday, but we couldn't because I was traveling at the, that, that, that weekend. And so it, I said, how old are you getting, Prabhupsi? He says, 80. I said, come on, Prabhupsi, don't play games here, man. He said, eight zero. So when I saw the cake on the picture on my way back, I thought, wow. And then he called me the next day and said, Joe, I've got this song, man. I would love for you to give it your Joe feel. Yes. And I said, are you sure? I was honored already. So it's his song. It's his original yes. song. You know, and I was honored already. And I said, can, can I change all the instruments, please? I'll just keep your voice. Yes. And he said, yes. I said, are you sure? He said, yes. So I went to the studio. It took me two days, literally two days, yeah. to put the song together. It was, I was so, so inspired. And I went there, I had the bass line already. My head was pounding. I was like, every, that time I, I remember I, I had the schedule of the, on the phone of electricity. So yes. when electricity goes off, I go and sleep. Yes. When electricity comes back, Set I wake the alarm, up and, come yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working around the time like that, yes. but sleeping in the process. Two days it was done. He didn't believe it himself. Yes. So I sent him both the versions and he was blown away and yes I'm and honest. also i mean you you know coming from you you have a history of and an understanding of Bubsy's music <laughs> so you weren't just coming but not just in Bakanga, <laughs> yeah. but Bubsy himself yes. himself you've legend. already worked with him you've worked with his music you've listened to it you've followed his journey i've done some of his uh his gig tracks you know yes. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you said, the you backing know, tracks they don't they don't they don't book us for the shows now because they say the pens are expensive yeah. so just do give the us backing, backing tracks, tracks so yes. i can just go and do one or yes. two songs there and there and and Again, so. talk about somebody who spreads love. We spoke about spreading love. Absolutely. Babsi and Malangeni. Gubalapa, he's also talking about love. There we go. Yes. I'm going to play this one, Kumnandi, but this time it's the reloaded version. There so we it's, go. can I call it the second version it, of this fantastic Babsi Malangeni, of course, put together especially to celebrate 80 years of a true musical and cultural legend of South Africa. Mm-hmm. 
was that voice uh, for an eight year old, yeah? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. And just again spreading the love. Uh, once again. Spreading you know. the love. We need this. The world mm. needs this. Uh, uh, we need more of this. A lot of it. And but when I do this version, I imagine Prabhupsi dancing a Mavo show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Getting down. I, I don't even think you had to imagine. I'm sure when he played it, it's exactly. He enjoys himself. <laughs> like he and he does his own dance. Yes. He's, he's got his own way of dancing. You Beautiful. know, Joe, I'm looking at the time. We've been together almost an hour now. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like we haven't even touched the tip of the ice. Nice. This has got to be episode one. I, I agree fully. Of an ongoing best me, of me, the I, best. I use the old school one. To be continued. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> but now I wanted to touch on some of your other your other projects, many of which people don't realize, and I know that, because when I play them, people are like, who's that? What's that? You know? Yes, and yes. as I said, some of it I call Marabi Lounge, some of it I call, I don't even know, it's jazz, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's it's other world music, <laughs> one of my favorites, Siovava, um, uh, what's the track? So the Sio Vava Lazozo. Oh, Sio Vava Lazozo. Yes, Gilba yes. Mnandi. You know that's like uh, on another tip. Yeah, uh, and all of these. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes. and and going back again to what you were saying about always finding a different way. Yes. I remember when you released uh, um, this album, where you where you hardly even sang at all. Yes. In fact, you released a couple of albums like that, but there was one called Lakim. Yes, yes, yes. And now yes. there was an issue around that because that isn't like what most of the world knows as Jonina. Absolutely. Yeah. What happened around that and how did you get around being able to release that album at a time that you were signed with a major record company as Jonina? Um fortunately that was the time already I had left the major record company. I was with Damon Forbes, uh who started uh Share Sound at the time. But didn't you have your Joe Nina material with a major record company. No, no. What I did with the major record company is if I do an album, every last song on the album as a bonus track, I would do an instrumental song. Yes. So, but then... And I some of those are my favorites. <laughs> yes. So when, when I, I decided, okay, I just want to put something together. And at that time, I think I was going, uh, I, I was going through another crisis of life and, and I, I had to go and be... Sheikh and I, I started talking the uh, the Islamic. Yes, language, you were exploring spirituality. What's your Arabic name? <laughs> Abdul Islamic Rahim. Name. You know, <laughs> then I was worried about that part because now my sisters were gonna say Bach. <laughs> so what I did is I changed my name Rahim, rather my surname Rahim to Lakim. And what was beautiful about that is when I was busy putting the album together, bra, bra, um uh, not Prachonas Kwangwa, but Mike Mahalimela was still alive. Yes. He featured on a saxophone on that album. Ah. Um, uh, Andy Norell. Andy Norell was in the country and he came to the studio and we took, we spent, a, believe you me, only two hours to put and nail that track down sure. with his steel pens. You know, it was beautiful. Yes. And there was Fanazulu was having fun. Yes. from Trina was having a lot of fun on percussion and uh, uh, Lawrence Machisa was having fun on a guitar yes. at the time. And it was just something else, and it blew my mind away. Uh, but people didn't understand it because they didn't think it's Jonina, you know. Because yes. if you're Jonina, <laughs> they just but you, but you in a way didn't need it as a Jonina album. It was because you were offering a different thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And that's why I call it Lucky, so I didn't want to confuse people. Yes. But then it didn't work. So the next one I did was Joe's Joint. Yes. But that one was based mainly on taking students from the musical schools 
who did theory and I said come and help you with uh, with practicals but we do an album while we're doing practicals beautiful so also we, one of my favorite yes, albums and that one was more of like a tribute to your dad as well absolutely yes yes because yes, yes. that's when I used a lot of saxophone and trumpets and what what what, yes. what and trombones which was very beautiful so even this song we're gonna play last I'm gonna tell you about it again later yes. it's actually Joe's joint Yes. Featuring to Udima. Well, we're going to play it now because we're going <laughs> to run out of time and I've yes. got to squeeze in two songs. Yes. This one is uh, um, of African Cup, Lakim. Yes. Is yeah. the name of the artist. Lakim. Uh, A.K.A. Jonina. <laughs> and I'm going to share with you exciting day Beautiful. on the world show. Chatting to the legend himself. It's best of the best with Jonina. running out it you see that is a taste of uh, what i call the other side of jonina it's well one of the other sides of jonina because i mean plenty. there's plenty plenty but you see Thank this you. is jazz this is like so hip so contemporary and i mean this album was released what how many years ago uh, i think this was done in 2000 and 2002 yes hmm. how many albums have you released joe all in all, I've got 34 albums, not as a producer, but as myself, yeah. including the other ones I've produced, maybe we're talking 40, 45. Yes. yes. And of course, composed for more than 50 artists. Yes, that's what I say. The other yes. ones are the producing. <laughs> 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 to celebrate you, you, to really celebrate you and Thank honor you. So you and Thank say you. that certainly of my lifetime and of my career in music, you are right up there. You are the best of the best. I'm humbled. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm feeling under so much pressure because there's like 19 songs I still want to play. but I, And I'll have to play that one again next week. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but moving forward, Joe. Yes, yes. How have things changed? How has the industry changed? Uh, the industry has ch changed drastically, Nick. Uh, I mean, we don't make, make make money the way we used to before. From both live as well as from from yes, from recordings. And, and, and also because, uh, uh, like I said earlier on, they, they, they believe that a live band is more expensive than just a yes. CDJs, you know? Uh, which is okay, hence I want to take it upon myself to get as much strength and assistance as possible to make sure that I save those other because there's a lot of musicians there's that a lot. are depressed out there. Some of the greatest musicians Amazing. in our country and are they're starving. they're depressed, they're struggling. Yes. You should see the messages I get on WhatsApp. Someone yes. just saying, Hey, Braju, just something for bread. Yes, a hundred rand. Something for my baby. And know? these are people who've con <sighs> recorded on hundreds of albums of big names of big you know, names like big names and it breaks my heart you know since mm. i'm saying i really want to take it upon myself with the company and us all nicks to say let's gather together let's get people that will support us to make the difference in the industry we might not be able to change it all completely but we can definitely make the difference and with that being said, we want to continue doing the events and all of that yes. ourselves, one way or the other. We one way or the other, but I encourage people, yes. I echo what you're saying, please, guys, come on board. Well, there are people who appreciate the greatness. Yes, but even if it means partnering with us yes. or yes. either way, but as long as we make it happen yes. and it, make it visible. And it can work for you. If you come in, it can work for you Most too. definitely. And yes. Because by doing that, we're also giving our children out there an opportunity to to have a choice because at this point in time it's like they don't have a choice yes it's, it's either you eat the junk food 
<laughs> or, or, or you, or you, or starve. you starve. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. either you eat. I'm sorry to say this because it always offends people. It's either you eat equal water. <laughs> yes, yes. Or, or you starve. Or you, you know? starve. And I, I'm trying to urge them not to eat too much of it. Because what about the fruit and veg? What about know, the. Yeah. There's so much that can be eaten. There's yes. so much. Uh, there's, there's juices you can drink. There's, yes. there's so much. Home cooked you know? meals. So by giving them mm. uh, this opportunity, it will give them a choice. You know, we need to give our children a choice so that they can decide whether they want to go there and dance. Or they want to go there and dance and listen, yes. you know, because those are two different things. And maybe even pick up an instrument because of that. Because they're inspired. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We've got, we've run out of time. Gone completely. And of course, George Manuasi is coming up next. He's going to jazz it up. George, you always do it so beautifully. So I'm going to hand it over to you. But I've got one last track to play. Literally, Joe came with it on a stick today. Thank you. It's called Mama. I decided to write a song for my mother and dedicated to all our mothers and I'm hoping to release it by the end of August. So this one is straight from the studio from yesterday. Uh, also once again featuring Moti on trumpet. Please check it out. Joe Nina, we love you, we love you, we love you and we absolutely love your music. Oh, thank you so much. Every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959.